0: Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemice. Matt, tell us about this big clothing drive we got going. Yeah, we're excited, Jack. We got a pickup truck parked on the showroom floor. We're hoping to fill the back of it up with coats, hats, scarves, boots, blankets, and even underwear and socks. All to benefit the people at Crystal Ray. You got it. We're excited, and thanks for the support. Stop and see Matt and the gang here at Graph of Okemice and help make MidMichigan a better place. Welcome back. It is the Drive with Jack, Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Ebling here with my producer, Boston Rob. Rob, let's go right out to our guest line. Very happy to welcome in Steve Grinzel. You know him for close to 40 years of work here in the state of Michigan, and I don't just mean as a soccer official. <laughs> I mean his work with the Grand Rapids Press. I guess Muskegon Chronicle first, right? Uh, Grand Rapids Press then Booth News Service, MLive, Spartans.com Now, semi-retired, living <laughs> down in uh, Goshen, Indiana. But, Grins, you're going to be up here. There's going to be a sighting tomorrow for this Maryland-Michigan State game, a 530 tip in Breslin. What made you pick this one? Did you have to wait and see if uh, Michigan State could <laughs> beat Michigan before it would justify your presence? <laughs>
1: Well, I uh wanted to see Maryland uh, in person as a member of the Big Ten for the first time. <laughs> 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 you know, that all happened uh after my departure and uh I yeah. I guess I've covered some uh, Maryland football I think I covered a Maryland football game mm-hmm. here. I'm not I'm not sure. But anyway, I know I haven't seen I, you know, I've probably seen Maryland basketball in some tournaments and so on. Yeah, but, well, you, uh, saw right, think, you saw
0: it in two thousand and two, right? I think you saw it in two thousand and ten. Remember the pass and the shot from Corey Lucius? Uh, there was a pass from uh, Delvon Rowe, and uh, you know, nearly uh, you know hits a guy in the head and uh, goes back and forth, and and Michigan State makes the most of that opportunity. And, uh, and wins that game. But I'm looking at these two programs. Uh, these are the last two Big Ten teams to win a national title. Maryland did it as a member of the ACC <laughs> right. in 2002, two years after Michigan State. But, Grins, both teams are 13-8. and eight. They played 12 days ago uh, in College Park, and Michigan State, Held on to win sixty-one fifty-nine, so a very close game. Why does everyone think the Spartans are going to roll here? I don't <laughs> see what the spread is, but the ESPN matchup predictor spit out ten thousand simulations of this game, and they have Michigan State winning eighty-four point eight percent of the time.
1: Wow! Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get that vibe from Michigan State. It's, it's, you know, it's uh, the old Judd Heath goal line. You know, we can beat anybody. We can lose to anybody, yep. and so when you're you're on that uh, that uh, pivot point like that, uh, I, I don't know if there's anything from a betting line that I would go into with any certainty yeah. and say, yeah, put all my money on Michigan State in this one. I mean, I I just uh, don't feel that way about this team. It's just too uh, there's too many. Um, I don't know, if missing team, I guess you could say missing pieces to this team to to have a great deal of confidence in any game they go into.
0: If Izzo called you, Grins, and said, <laughs> hey, you've watched my teams from the get-go, what's wrong with this one? What do we need to do better? What would you tell them?
1: Well, uh, they got to generate some inside scoring. I mean when I yeah. watch the watch any any of their games and I've watched some very closely some kind of uh, half-heartedly but uh you know the ball just doesn't go inside and and when it does you know it's usually not a scoring proposition yeah and uh you know it's they have a top 10 backcourt and a bottom 10 frontcourt I mean it's uh and I think be, and that's why the results are, you know, a 50-50 proposition as far as I'm concerned. When you look at, you know, they could certainly lose to Maryland tomorrow. I, yeah, they could. That would not
0: surprise me at all. That wouldn't surprise me either. You know, we talk about inside offense, and you're absolutely right. The points from the center position, they had zero, zero in the first half against Michigan. But they finished with 48 points in the paint. Uh, which was 30, more than Michigan had. And you say, how can they do that if they don't have any points from the five spot? What they're doing now, Grins, is they are bringing their centers out to be screeners, (laughs) first, second, and third, and they're getting these guards some lanes to the basket. They're either driving for baskets or getting fouled. And if if they can't get points inside from inside players – They'll get points inside from outside players.
1: Well, you know, and that's uh, a tribute to the coaching staff to to recognize that uh, you got to create it somehow some way, and um, you know, I, I guess uh, Jackson Kohler uh, uh, being the next Zach Randolph is uh, still a work in progress. And, it certainly is. Uh, yeah. You know, hopefully that light switches on, but at this point, uh, you know, it's just not getting done by the big guys,
0: say. No. And Malik Hall uh, has played really well in some of the recent games, but then every once in a while he'll have a stinker, and that's how you lose yeah. a game like this. You know, he right. had zero points and zero rebounds uh, at Northwestern. I don't know how you do that, but uh, he managed to. He had two more turnovers than he had points and rebounds combined. But for the most part, Uh, He's been pretty good of late, and one of the things that doesn't show up in the box score grints is he went up against Michigan's best player, uh, Olivier Kumwa, and uh, he just completely shut him down. I mean, Michigan hit a couple of shots in the first half, uh, one from Terrace Reed. Uh, I hope he took the blindfold off at some point before he got back on the bus. But he, he, this was a funny deal, Grins. You know, they have this this thing now where the fans get chicken if a player misses back-to-back free throws. Right. So they put this guy up there, and they didn't just give him the nuggets. They gave him the whole chicken. <laughs> well,
1: so, so the taco, uh, free tacos, or- That's not a thing anymore. That's
0: gone. No, no, it's chicken nuggets now. But, you know, the fans go crazy when the guy misses the first free throw. (laughs) And, you know, this guy, he could have stood up there all night. He wasn't
1: going to hit one. (laughs) Well, some starving uh, students got a little bit of a midnight snack uh, on him.
0: So what do you think about this team, considering, you know, it was ranked, fourth in the nation, maybe fifth in some polls at the start of the season has never looked like that even from the exhibition game against Tennessee. Uh, what is the floor for this team? Uh, can it catch fire or was that just a complete misjudgment?
1: Well, I think that judgment was based on the, the backcourt and two guys that tested the NBA waters and uh yeah, maybe a third that uh, would have could have potentially done that as well, mm-hmm. and so I think so much stock that raised the stock so much uh, that if uh, they were merely adequate in the front court uh, down low, that they would be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and um, you know I. They're built that way they're they're built I mean they got big guys that uh, have reasonable potential I think mm-hmm. uh, but it's just uh you know it, it's it's a it's a conventional looking team but it's almost you know it, it's built in a way to win with that yeah. kind of combination as opposed to a, a team that would go all small. You know, and just say, you know, we got our five best players, our guards and wings, and we're going to, uh, you know, just run and gun and, and do all the things a small ball team play. So how, how do you change courses? I mean, you can't, if you got three bigs that you, you got to play, I mean, yeah. you can't just go small. And I don't know if they got enough, you know, uh, Weapons to to be a small ball team, and you know, Izzo's really never been a small ball coach, but he's certainly played small ball, and he knows how to coach it. But uh, that's just not how this team is configured, and so you kind of got to ride it out. You know, I I think when you say what's the the floor for it, you know, I I think if they can get in the tournament, uh, where guards prevail. And you can you know you're gonna run into a lot of maybe similar teams in the early rounds um they might be able to make a decent tournament run just because of the the guard play yeah um yeah. you know, but when you're in the big ten and you, know, you gotta match up with some uh, some redwood forests out there you got they're
0: getting out rebounded in, <laughs> in almost every game, and you know that's not Michigan state basketball that we cover right
1: right. So, so uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I, if I was analyzing this team going forward, trying to write about it, I would think, you know, the main objection or the I main objection, a lot of objections. The main objective huh. is to uh, just get into the tournament, whatever it takes, and you know, try to make some big noise in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm sure they're burning the midnight oil trying to figure out ways to do that. And, uh, you know, the thing is, you can't if, uh, you know, I think we used to have these discussions all the time about, uh, you know, how many mistakes can a an offense and football make before the team breaks down. Well, Saban used to say, you know, you can survive one mistake, you can survive two, but you can't survive three, something like that. And we used to apply that to basketball, you know. If they take away your star player, well, you better have two other guys that make up the difference. And if you have them, the other team taking away your star player and another guy just taking himself out of the game, you're not going to win. You know, and I think that's Michigan State's profile right
0: now. I think part of the frustration, too, you know, you were always judged by expectations, and uh, this team has been so uneven, especially on the road. But it's lost a couple home games, too. Uh, Still ranked 22nd in the NCAA net rankings and 17th in the Ken Palm. So there's something there. They just can't figure out how to, it's not on demand. But, well, uh, the,
1: go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say they, you know, part of that is because they don't have any bad losses. I mean, they've got some yeah. losses against quality opponents, which counts yeah. for something. Um, but I, you know, I think the whole thing is predicated on, you know, the the inside uh, aspect of the team was supposed to be good enough. You know, and not great, but good enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think back to a play in the Michigan game, Grins, when uh, Olivia Kamwa was coming in for uh, a monster jam. And I don't think he got the ball over the rim uh, before Cohen Carr absolutely eviscerated him and uh, knocked it back as one of the great block shots in Breslin Center history. And just when people were saying, Oh, they've never had a player like Cohen Carr. (laughs) Maybe in terms of his actual vertical, that might be true. But in terms of the suddenness of his spring and the plays he made, hey, we watched Jason Richardson. And if somebody is going to be better than he is above the basket, I want to see it.
1: Yeah, you know, plus Jason Richardson could shoot a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. he could make a jumper every now and then. He wasn't right. uh, totally one-dimensional. I mean, he was a jumping jack for sure, and uh, you know,
0: he was an uh, all-American his sophomore year. So that's, yeah, he,
1: he, he was, Those comparisons, I think, athletics athleticism is valid, but uh, you know, Jason was a exceptional player for them in in, in a role playing role, you know, right off the bat right off the
0: bat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he had a dunk at Arizona, you'll remember that was <laughs> yeah. one of the one of the most stunning plays. People are in their seats and suddenly they just jump up and oh, what was that? You know, that's yeah. that's the way he played. I wanna switch gears and switch sports for a minute, and I couldn't have you on without talking about the Detroit Lions? <laughs> I love and, the Lions. <laughs> uh, well, what we saw—I went out to Santa Clara and watched them build a 17-point halftime lead. I'm thinking, like, uh, is this really happening? I mean, people in the press box are looking at flight reservations. You know, they're booking <laughs> things to Vegas and, and uh, there. thinking, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> thinking that you know this is this is actually going to happen. Check this one off the bucket list. And then the second half happened, and and, uh, Dan Campbell made some decisions. Some people are highly critical. Some say, hey, this is who this team was. The analytics tell you that that wasn't a bad move. There's no guarantee Michael Badgley can hit a 48-yard field goal on grass. What do you make of that? How did the Lions build that lead, and how did they lose it?
1: (laughs) Well, um, you know, I hate to, uh, so many people are so refreshed and we're excited all year, and as was I about the lines, but I just right. held out, uh, you know, until I see it totally, their DNA totally transplanted. I just refuse to believe they weren't the same old lines. And so, like so many times we've talked about it, you know the team that once lost on a blocked extra point against Minnesota seven to six invented another way to lose, so I don't think the the uh genetic transformation is complete yet, mm-hmm. and I don't you know I don't necessarily believe in curses and you know yeah. cultures and all those things but but it was i mean everything that happened it was like, oh my god, this is." How many times have we seen this since 1958? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was just a horror show. And it, once that landslide started going, it wasn't going to stop. I mean, the, the guy's, you know, going for an interception. The ball bounces off his face mask and goes yeah. for a, a touchdown. And then 51 yards, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then, and even, even if he would have. Defended the ball. I think they would have still kept the interference flag. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. remember they threw a flag on that. Yeah, that was the interference flag. Up. About, yeah, twenty yards. Yeah, I, up, I think they still would have gotten the ball at the five or so, and uh, then uh, you know Gibbs fumbles, and I'm like, God, you know, I'm back in sixth grade watching the blow a thirty point lead against Johnny Unitas. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know they were seven and a half point underdog. And I don't think anyone said that, hey, if they played the 49ers seven times, best of seven series, they'd win five of them. But they look like a very similar team. They had five more first downs, outpassed them, outrushed them, outgained them, fewer penalties. Uh, It's not like they wet the bed out there, but there were some key plays that had to be made, and they had to make one of them, and they made none of them in the second half. Right, and uh, you know, and that's what happens to a lot of teams the first time they get to this level, especially when they're playing a team uh, like the 49ers, who seem to live in the NFC Championship game.
1: Right, and so you know, certainly those that that was stacked against them. Uh, you know, in retrospect, should uh, Campbell have kicked the field goals? Yes probably, but I, I look at it a different way. You know, his job, his number one job as a coach, and this is true for all coaches, is to put your players in position yeah. to yeah. make a play and win. Yeah. And they were in position. They, yeah. Those players yeah. were where they needed to be. The opportunity was there. They just had to execute and it didn't happen, so you can blame them for you know being a meathead and you know rolling the dice and on fourth down and all that kind of stuff. But I, I that's I how they got that. there.
0: I, that's that's yes. how they got where they were. And Grins, I, I, I was thinking of two things with with the field goal there. I think their chances and the statistics all year will tell you this of converting that fourth and two when they were not backed up to the goal line on a short field. They had the whole field to work with. Their chances of converting a fourth and two were better than Badgley nailing that 48-yard <laughs> field goal. And I, I think back to the last time they had a playoff game in San Francisco, and Ed Murray, who was a very <laughs> yes. good kicker, he kicked an NFL record 54-yard playoff field goal in that game when he had to make the shorter one, and that kick was a lot shorter than uh, the two that – uh, Campbell passed on. So field goals aren't automatic either.
1: Well, you know, and I I take full responsibility for that because I was wearing a number three white Lions jersey So <laughs> <laughs> the game. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I jinxed it.
0: That's why you went into soccer officiating instead of uh, NFL <laughs> kicking, right? Yeah, because of that game. I got it.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow. There will be a Grin sighting at <laughs> Preslin. Uh, Joyce going to be there, too?
1: Yeah, Joyce will be there. We'll be sitting right around the corner from you.
0: Okay, great. Uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And uh, if the players know you're there, they'll probably play a little bit better. <laughs> they'll say, who? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate spartan shopping experience it's alumni hall To everyone who wants a meal made just for you, let our team
1: member Arish share what makes Culver's special. We know the best meals are the ones shared with the people you love, like our cook-to-order butter burgers and our real Wisconsin cheese curds. And there's no better way to treat yourself than our creamy, fresh, frozen custard. I put the same care into your meal that I would for my own family.
0: Come to Culver's for a meal made the Wisconsin way. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious.
1: Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to deanjobs.com.
0: Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Ocumist. Matt, tell us about this big clothing drive we got going. Yeah, we're excited, Jack. We got a pickup truck parked on the showroom floor. We're hoping to fill the back of it up with coats, hats, scarves, boots, blankets, and even underwear and socks. All to benefit the people at Crystal Ray. You got it. We're excited and thanks for the support. Stop and see Matt and the gang here at Graph of Okhamus and help make Mid-Michigan a better place. To everyone who craves a handcrafted treat, let our team member Sephora tell you about a Culver's favorite.
1: We make our thick and creamy fresh frozen custard in small batches all throughout the day. And we mean all day, every day. From our supremely rich shakes and concrete mixers to our freshly scooped dishes and cones, we handcraft every bite to pure perfection. Come
0: to Culver's and get a taste of our fresh frozen custard. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to delicious. Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall.